When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. It's the drink talking with the thinking drinkers, Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon, and mistress of wine, Sam Caporn. All the booze news and views from absinthe to Zinfandel. Drinkage à toi. Hello and welcome again to It's the Drink Talking, a podcast all about drink. We're going to be spending the next half an hour to 40 minutes talking about all things drink, tasting some nice drinks, things to suggest for you for your weekend ahead. My name's Tom Sandham, I'm a spirits expert and I am hosting today's show and I'm here as ever with my friends, my colleagues, my co-drinks experts, Sam Caporn, the mistress of wine. Hi. Hello, Sam. And Ben McFarland, a beer writer and fellow thinking drinker. Hello, Ben. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Yeah. And all the better for seeing you again. <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, uh, but welcome to our podcast. And as ever, we're going to start off with a spittle swallow, and I'm going to crack straight on with it. And I think the first thing I'm going to talk about is my spit. Um, I was about to say myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm good at that. <laughs> Aren't I, Sammy? Well, lots to say. Lots to say. <laughs> my best. Um, but I'm going to talk about Coca-Cola. Any fans of Coca-Cola in the room? Yeah, I, I do. I Try like... not to drink it because of the high calorie and sugar content. Mm. But sometimes if you're hungover, there's just nothing like the Black Doctor. Yes. However, I've tried to move Diet Coke. I did have one this morning. I'm not a caffeine drinker. So sometimes if I'm really tired or hungover, that's my go-to. Right. It's a, mm. a very sugary drink. Mm. I think if you drink it in moderation, maybe that's fair enough if you know the limits oh. of its sugariness. I do think, yeah, um, it's the voice. One of my yeah, biases. well, that's the way to look do at you it. Do you drink Coke? Soft drinks. I'm partial to it. Full fat or DC? Full fat. I don't mm. understand why you wouldn't go full fat, I'll be honest. So it's like 400 no. calories versus zero. Well, I know, but have you noticed... I'm a big nice. man. But a lot of fat people seem to drink Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the Diet Coke man... Should it be remodelled. doesn't, obviously, yeah. it yeah. doesn't like drink Diet Coke. That yeah. is a sexist ad as well, while we're on it. Yeah. God, outrageous. I mean, just looking at men as objects... Well, no one ever looks at me as an object. <laughs> and he's doing menial work. Yeah. Yeah. Coca-Cola, as we would say in our show, its roots are in Vin Mariani, a mix of red wine and coca leaves. Um, is this your spit? Your this is my spit, but just on this... Uh, they <laughs> used just to slagging drink, off coca they, no, they, just, they used to serve it with the coca leaves in it, cocaine, mm. which was, uh, gave well, you a proper lift. And, yeah, and then they changed mm. the recipe into Coca-Cola as we know it today. It is my spit because Coca-Cola is to produce its first alcoholic drink in its 132-year history with an Alcopop in Japan. And this is jumping on the bandwagon of a successful range of drinks called Chu-He or Chu-Hai, which are canned uh, sparkling-flavoured drinks in Japan that, that include the local spirit Shochu. 
And Coca-Cola have seen the success of these Alco Pops and they're jumping on this bandwagon. And the reason it made me spit a little bit is like, well, just back off, really. Mm. Two things. <laughs> yeah. uh, Coca-Cola is a soft drink and it is certainly marketing itself as a non-alcoholic drink. So don't get involved in the world of alcohol. You've got no business in it. It's kind of slightly sinister to suddenly say, well, drink this product and it's got alcohol in it. My second problem with it is Alco Pops in general. I felt like we were kind of past the glory days mm. of Alco Pops, which were occurring... It's lucky for us. We're in they our, were right in our in drinking our zone, So, yeah, to be 90, fair, 90, they 90s, were brilliant. It was a massive time. A bit of, it helped um, me learn to drink. Hooch. So, well, uh, 2020? Um, I think the classic the sort of pioneers were Two Dogs. Yeah. Two Australia. Dogs was a big one, the lemonade. Then Hooch. And the Hooch. And uh, Smirnoff Ice. Smirnoff Ice. Ice. Reef. I used to drink Reef. Not realising it was an alcohol because well, I, I, I had are. it for breakfast a couple of times. Yeah. Thinking, <laughs> wow. Well, just yeah. I mean, I'd have a and it, is, it had absolutely no alcoholic flavour to it whatsoever. Well, this is the problem with alcohol yes. pops, isn't it, Ben? We've had this discussion in the past, and I think it's the fact that you're masking the flavours of alcohol with something that tastes slightly nicer, that's slightly more appealing to a younger audience. And really, as we grew up, although you say that in the yeah. 90s, our legal drinking ages, but when I was first sampling alcohol, yeah. my parents not really that forward-thinking, allowing us to have a glass of wine with dinner at, at the age of 14. It was something that was quite difficult to tackle, and yeah. the message there was teach yourself to drink this don't yeah. just assume mm. you can just scull it and have all the good effects of being drunk and Alco Pops swoops in and allows us to drink things without a great that's it what kids have it too context. easy these days do have it too easy <laughs> kids need to drink raw Isla whiskey yeah. and yeah. that'll learn well if for instance if you saw some kids smashing up a bus stop after drinking too much and you grabbed them by the collar because that's how you deal with them and said what have you been right, drinking and they away. went I've been drinking Lagavulin and you'd go well done. Yes. I would, well I done. Would At least carry on smashing out the bus I'd, stop. I'd join in. Yeah. I'd, I'd, go, I'd pick good. up a bat and yeah. I'd join in yeah. with them. You clearly good go boy. through good a phase. Boys. Good boys. Uh, but not if they were drinking Reef well, or this Two is, Dogs. Well, this goes well, back... Um, reef and Two Dogs, what's the ABV of them roughly? Well, they were they about, about 5%. Yeah, they yeah, were quite, quite a lot. It's like having a bottle of beer, isn't it? And then the big one, of course, was Bacardi Breezer. And my claim to fame is that I got flown out by the Bacardi Breezer PR team to California, to Hollywood, where I interviewed... The Bacardi Breezer Cats. Do you remember that advert <laughs> with that cat <laughs> oh, no. at a party? Do you remember that? They were no. sort of bowling around in a party. Do not remember. Uh, well, it, it wasn't a great advert. <laughs> but there were three <laughs> cats because they get tired. And they were all in this Winnebago, just like film stars. I thought you were going to say mm-hmm. no. And you walked in and literally I sat down. They introduced me to the cats. Everyone else <laughs> left apart from the PR girl. And, you and I shared three cats. To, uh, oh, I thought they were thought... like cats, like as in like cool cats. No, no, not cool cats. No, 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 no. no actual cats. Like pussy I, cats. Initially, yeah. I thought they and? were going to be cheerleaders. <laughs> Would you? Well, no. <laughs> but... Didn't make the greatest article, I'll be honest. Yeah, well, I got free you can write what you like at least. Yes, exactly. <laughs> trouble seeing you. This is going to be about 3 to 8%. ABV, the, well, the chew heat. But just for the Japanese high. market. For the Japanese market, yeah. And they're using shochu, which actually shochu is quite a sort of a refined spirit. In fact, mm. there, are, there are two types of shochu. One branch of the shochu distillate is quite refined and uses barley, and the other is, it uses molasses, so perhaps less refined. But well, I imagine, I've not tasted quite... it, but I imagine if it's going to be like any other alcohol pops of which we've talked about, it's going to be drowned out with sugary, soft. Yeah, I imagine um, it doesn't matter what they use. No. They could, in fact, molasses would be better because 
Is there molasses in Coca-Cola? There might be some mm, sort of sugary... It's a secret recipe, sugar. Tom, surely. Yeah. Syrupy. I mean, it's sugar, yeah. so there's a lot of sugar in it. Yes. So it would probably work quite well with that, I imagine. So with a molasses-based spirit, I just... I think they've got no business in it. I mean, Coca-Cola at the moment as well, it's sort of a bit... Depending on where you go, we, we were in Mexico not so long ago. If you go out to Africa, the big Coca-Cola plants are using a lot of water to make their mm. product and they're under a bit of fire there's a bit of a PR mess for them at the moment in Cape Town mm. is one area where they've had mm. to the local population have said can we have some of our water back please because <laughs> there isn't a lot really? of it here and you're using it for your plant not exclusively obviously there are beer brewers who are doing the same thing but you just feel at this yeah. time we're all looking at sugar and sugar intake is this really the time for Coca-Cola well, this, to this- be talking about getting an alcohol well, substance in their drink well, I as think well. they're probably reacting to alcohol producers stepping on their patch because Anheuser-Busch recently bought SAB <coughs> Mill upon me, mm. um, South African breweries. It doesn't make an entire amount of sense why they would buy them from a brewing point of view because it was a lot of money and there was a bit of, of cannibalisation there. But actually the reason a lot of people say they bought SAB Mill was because SAB Mill have the distribution in Africa, massive distribution, and that actually the real opportunity there is soft drinks, non-alcoholic beers and soft drinks. Non-alcoholic? Yeah. Mm. That is why they're buying so, into that market. So that is, I mean, the market there is massive, and they're taking on people like Coca-Cola. They are. So the gloves are off. They are, but the reason that they're doing that is because mm. they know the future is potentially non-alcoholic. So for yeah. Coca-Cola to go the other the, way. The yeah. Way. They tried, Coca-Cola and Pepsi tried to take on Red Bull, with oh, with an Coca- energy drink? Yeah, Coca-Cola was burn, I think. It was years and years ago. That was a sort of foray into the soft drinks market, an energy market, but that obviously was designed to go with spirits as well. Yeah. So they've had a stab at it. That failed. But, then they, but they also own or other massive brands. Like, they bought Innocent, right? They did. You know, they see big, successful brands. They'll just buy them up. Yeah. I yeah. think they should back off. Yeah, back off the back booze. Back off the booze. It's not your business. Uh, literally it's not your business and uh, my swallow this week is about a message in a bottle that has been washed up on a beach in Australia thought to be the oldest message in a bottle ever found that's quite romantic I like that it was found in a gin bottle which is why it's relevant the only reason it's relevant to our (laughs) podcast ladies and gentlemen is because it was found in in a a gin bottle bottle. do we know which gin it was well it was an old Haneva Dutch gin bottle so it's quite a fantastic looking bottle 132 years old can you imagine how excited any of our kids would be to receive a message in a bottle from 132 years old well this is it I was quite excited by it and that's history coming to life when we're finding a lot of plastic bottles mm. in the ocean, it was mm. nice yeah, that it was in a glass. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it, was, it, was it glass or was it one of the sort of clay Geneva? No, it was a glass, a glass one. It was one of those old green ah, okay. proper old gin bottles. That's incredible to have survived for that Isn't long. Isn't it just? And in the bottle, apparently, um, they managed to dry something. it out and they found out that it was the location of where mm. they put it in the water. So, Which is where? just a, some coordinates i mean <laughs> what a shit message <laughs> i mean they oh, just I put see. the coordinates of where oh, the where ship they were was when they the put notes. it in they were trying that's to test relevant because it, was a, it wasn't an experiment the they were moved. trying to test water flow or yeah, you know well, they're, they're doing something there was a reason but it yeah. got me looking into other 
messages that have, have washed up in bottles. There are many. Unfortunately, someone did a bit of research into this and found at least 10 that aren't as old as this, and at least three of them were in um, plastic bottles, oh, <laughs> which, which does go against... Not quite as well, yeah. It does go well, against my, I've got to say. my ambitions for this being sustainable in some way. <laughs> Interestingly, people are still doing this around the world. Has any, have you, either of you ever done it? Have you ever put a message in a bottle? I don't think I bottle? have. No, well, I, the only thing I've done similar to this... Our producer Ian has. Ian, our producer has. Has he? And what, have you do, what did you do, Ian? As kids, we did it in the south of France, and we got a reply from a French family... Now, three months later. That's incredible. Let me stay in touch for a few years. Yeah, I'm do really? I make cool. that my mission of the summer. Go down to Brighton, lob a glass bottle off the pier. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> Aim high. <laughs> there, there are a few that have turned up. A 23-year-old kite surfer, he found one on a Croatian beach and the message read, Mary, you're a great person. I hope we can keep in correspondence. I said I would write your friend, always Jonathan, Nova Scotia, 1985. So Nova Scotia to Croatia, I would argue. <laughs> Not the I would argue, no, Jonathan, that. that isn't the best way <laughs> to keep in touch. In 1985, there were other ways. Yeah. A Dutch couple in Holland, they found a bottle that had come from a ferry travelling from Hull to Belgium. And this was from a 10-year-old. Dear finder, my name is Zoe Lemon. Please would you write to me? I would like it a lot. I'm 10 years old and I like ballet, playing the flutes and the piano. I have a hamster called Sparkle and a fish <laughs> called Speckle. Isn't that nice? And they managed to track her down to her Dutch address. So that's a beautiful end to that story. But one of my favourites was uh, a couple that during the war were trying to stay in touch. And this was found in Dingle in Ireland in 1946. The time spent at sea was only eight months, this bottle. And it was uh, on Christmas Day in 1945, 21-year-old American World War veteran Frank Hayesteck tossed a bottle over the side of his troop carrier with a note tucked inside. And eight months later, it was found near Dingle by Brader O'Sullivan. What followed was seven years of letters that exchanged. Much like you, Ian, you stayed in touch. (laughs) And this couple set up, they became pen pals and became quite close to each other over that time, over letters, and then finally met in 1952, when he saved enough money to fly to Ireland. All off the strength of this this message in a bottle. And this was another alcohol bottle, this was a beer bottle, so it's still relevant listeners if you think we've gone (laughs) off message. And they actually finally met. And the story finishes, they they saved enough money to fly to Ireland amid an international media circus over the story but the pair were never able to get a romance off the ground. <laughs> really? Lovely stuff. Well, that's nice, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, I was quite you know, Betty flying over thinking, I am so in there. Yeah. This is going to happen. Had and they then... seen any photographic yeah, evidence? Yeah, they sent photos. Before. They yeah, sent yeah. photos and they thought they fancied each other, but when they got there, it just didn't come Chemistry wasn't there. Yeah. Not I mean, there. happens shame. a lot, doesn't it, Ben? It does, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, internet that, dating is, <laughs> <laughs> especially Both when you're married, because the lies you've got <laughs> yeah, to tell. I, I mean, it's yeah. just it's just that's not God. cricket. <laughs> anyway, wives. My wife, my wife thinks we go on tour every weekend. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, as if anyone would pay money to see that shit. <laughs> Talking of which, we're on a yeah. tour and uh, yeah. we will be available in theatres around the UK. Um, uh, so that's my spit or swallow. Uh, can I just say that reminded me of a very brief and fairly interesting story. Uh, when I was at <laughs> primary school, we all had to do a message. We attached a message to a balloon okay. and ah. uh, let it off from our playground, all of us. And uh, this was in Notting Hill, get me, uh, <laughs> a primary school called Fox, pretty cool. Probably about 
four miles from my house. Two days later, my next door neighbour knocked on my door. <laughs> my <laughs> balloon landed in my next door neighbour's uh-huh. garden. Got caught in the um, trees <laughs> as you were setting off from no, your no, garden. No, 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 no. <laughs> what are the chances? Well, well, I don't know what I can tell you. It's a very, very <laughs> large surface <laughs> area to cover. Quite an impression, ben. Sort of like it went up and came down again. Four, well, well, no, I mean, it could have said it came north, east, south, or west. I mean, that is unlikely. It is. It's quite quite. And the fact that no other balloons from my class. No. Mohammed Abu Talib, this little kid, uh, he's from the Yemen, is allergic to the sun. His balloon got burst on the uh, fence as it left, and he oh, cried. I got that's, oh, I I mean, unless cry. they set those balloons off at night, that's a bit mean. He couldn't even watch it go. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, he, was, he stood in the shade. Yeah, that's yeah. harsh. He was also allergic. He to just self- went in a tree. <laughs> no, I mean, he, <laughs> he really was allergic to self-raising flour as well because oh. he came to my Halloween party. And we were doing apple dunking. Ben, how can you remember it's just, all this shit? It's really hard. <laughs> like I find to, I find with no, that no. problem, it's really hard to lift people. No, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> and he uh, he dunked that and then put his face in the flower, right? And then started Hives. going, oh, yeah. like oh no! And let's get taken to hospital. It was pretty bad. But he was a liar because he came to my <laughs> house when he was about ten, yeah, and said, "I've moved next door." Yeah, but he hadn't. That's quite an easy but he hadn't moved next door. Quite an easy one to I, went, I was, I was delighted. I was a mate of mine, and then I remember mm. next door, and I knocked on the door and said, "Is Mohammed well, the Abu balloon, Talib the here?" Neighbor. And they were like, "What?" No. And they were like, "No." Well, thanks, so, yeah. thanks anyway. for insights into your. Life. If you're listening, well, Mohammed, uh, when you start a chain conversation you. about <laughs> bottles and you should have put it in the water. I put a message in a bottle in the ground. It's. That's a time capsule. Time capsule, yeah. yeah. So that was my spistol well swallow. Done, Tom. Uh, yeah, it's just a slightly different tangent for this it's week. Good. Uh, but let's have something to drink. And today we are it's well. your turn, Sam. So we're going to be drinking some wine. What have we got? As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a podcast. It's the drink talking. You know what? We haven't done fizz since our first podcast. So we are revisiting oh, bubbles. Bubbles. Uh, but actually, value bubbles. This is a kind of time of year <laughs> when you get a lot. I don't know if you chaps have this. There's quite a lot of press tastings going on at the moment. No, well, yeah, with all but we're not spring, real um, uh, The kind of spring summer ranges. And the last one, we did a Prosecco and a Champagne. So this week, we're going to do a Carver and a Cremant de Loire. So nice these accent. are both from Audi. And the Carver's only four ninety nine, and the Cremor is seven ninety nine. That's and good value. Great value. Four ninety nine. Oh they, my um, god, I'm getting aroused. <laughs> I just well, I was going to say this is going to be a good aphrodisiac for me. you. Good price, bubbles, you know, booze. Booze. <laughs> I need a drink. Um, <laughs> and I just thought for spring, you know, spring in the step, mm. fizzy. Al, did you do great value sparkling wines? They wines. do. So. What I wanted to talk about is, do you know how Carver's made? Um, in the same way as champagne. That's right. Exactly. That's it is right. In Spain. Because when I was yeah. looking at Prosecco and trying to make a case for it, yeah. I looked into Carver and yeah. thought, well, Carver is actually much closer to, to the champagne, champagne. method so, um, or whatever it's called. So method so what, yeah, it's method called champagne the, It was called method champagne That's more the traditional method. But exactly. So it's um, very good value, made in the traditional method. The grapes are different. Even though increasingly they're using Chardonnay, this is a classic blend of Macabeo, Paralada, and Zerillo. So okay. three quite sort of Fancy unusual... Fancy why it didn't take off. <laughs> yeah, great, great varieties. All native yep. Spanish grapes, yeah. are they? So okay, Macabeo is also called a Vieira in uh, Rioja. But they used to call Spanish sparkling wine Champagne, and the uh, Champenoise weren't that keen on that. So they changed it to Carver, meaning the underground cellars or carve in Spain where the wine is aged okay. on lees. Because, yeah, it's made in the same way. So you've got the second fermentation in bottle. Unlike non-vintage champagne, which has to have a year on the lees, this only has to have nine months. Even right. so, <laughs> if you're ticking all of those boxes, the disparity in price yeah. compared to champagne, why is that? The French have been savvy and they've managed to get there first. And I think so a lot they... of it's price, as in the champagne vineyards are monumentally expensive. Mm. Like I think just to buy the raw ingredient, to buy the fruit from champagne is quite a lot of money. Okay. So that's definitely more expensive. But no, the, the cost of doing the second fermentation and ageing it on lees is going to be largely the same. I suspect a bit of it is, yes, is marketing, but okay. I, I suspect the biggest issue is the raw materials. Let's well, get on to let's get on to the land. The land. That's well, yeah, I guess because however champagne has got the reputation of being champagne, it is mm. arguably you know the most sort of prestigious sparkling wine in the world, mm. and you know does command fairly high prices, and consequently you know the vineyards are really expensive. The prosecco thing is absolutely boomed because of yeah. the price and it is yeah. sweeter and slightly easier to drink for some it, yeah. people for the mass market it's I've a got very to ask, different style this, mm. you as a master of wine mm. if you do blind tasting or you do mm. tastings comparative tastings with champagne mm. is the taste of this is the best carver as good as the best champagne or is it fair to say that champagne actually is a better tasting product it's all personal taste mm. for me i would say i prefer champagne okay i prefer the grape varieties zerolo paralada and Macabeo, they do give the wine a slightly different taste of champagne. I think as soon as you start having less time on lees, you're also affecting it. Um, it doesn't have that acidic bite, does it? I'm really enjoying it. 
Are you? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have... You're we not a big champagne fan. Champagne is quite dry. Lucky. Yes. <laughs> there are finish. There are other reasons, then. <laughs> um, but I am a fan of this at 4 99 It's really easy uh, drinking. It's called Contivido Carver. So C-O-N-T-E-V-E-D-O. Yeah, Fortnite. Also, hilariously, they do have a bottle that is covered in, like, a, I guess, a gold or something. So that's quite. They oh, do, they do have quite I a know, flash yeah. bottle that's quite fun yeah. for parties and stuff. This was a slightly more pared down, kind of premium looking gold label. It does but the look one like that, yeah. the one where, yeah, the one where the bottle's all gold is actually quite fun. But yeah, I mean, it's, there's a bit of residual on here for me. There's a tiny bit of sweetness in the finish. It's 11.5% alcohol, quite appley, quite fresh. Bit yeasty on the finish. It's really nice. This is basically a, the Spanish version of champagne. A but which champagne? So if I took mm. this round to a friend's house and yeah. said we're having carver, I didn't bring champagne, and they turn around and are like you cheap bastard. Mm. But actually, it's because this is the equivalent in quality and flavour to which champagne? What price point? <laughs> Come oh, on, I'm looking high. to really hit them over the head. Just with a piece of string. I think that's quite a difficult question to answer. Mm. I, I mean. They are a different product. They are grown in a different place, different climate, different soils, different grapes. This is not Spanish champagne. This is Carver. Yeah. And in the same way that champagne, people wouldn't want you saying it's champagne, the Carver wouldn't want you saying it's champagne. So that's mm. what so, you should say, Tom. You should say, listen, right, stop trying to compare Carver to champagne because Carver is completely different mm. and it can stand up on its own without mm. being... That's what I will say. I'll also say this. I'll also say I didn't want to come anyway. (laughs) I don't like leaving my house. I like being in my pyjamas watching Netflix. So just you're lucky I'm here and here's my gift to you. You're lucky I didn't bring a fourth I I do think um, the Carver people have a a more serious job to do about reputational Carver. Like, you know, you say Prosecco and you automatically have thoughts in your head yeah like, you know, Prosecco is kind of yeah fun and frothy and fruity and, and good value but it's just you know, it's mm. quite a party wine yeah, maybe yeah, and yeah. more everyday drinking wine and it's see champagne and you automatically think kind of like premium mm, quality yeah. France and I think Carver at the moment it just hasn't managed to carve its niche in the same way that they have and they're mm. completely polarizing you know you've got tank method versus you know the champagne method traditional method and carver i guess kind of sits in the middle okay. as in it's nearer prosecco prices but champagne style and they just haven't managed really to carve that niche for themselves uh, yeah oh, see we've done carver, um, what, um, if you had 10 pounds yes to spend on a champagne yep. a prosecco or a yep. carver yep. where would you put your money i'd squeak in an extra quid vauve monsini from audi 10.99 champagne Mm, that wasn't okay, the question. That wasn't the question. So you go ten Carver. pounds. Okay, eight pounds. At what point? What price uh, point would you drop? Okay, so it's basically Carver versus Prosecco. Yeah, because you're not going to uh, get a champagne sure. at that price. Exactly. Um, yeah. I would go for Carver, and uh, Sainsbury's do a really good taste the difference vintage Carver as well. Okay, uh, which is probably about eight quid depends on it's on a promotion but that's definitely under 10 quid yeah i did that on saturday kitchen once with a dish it's a really it's a really nice um, it's a nice wine uh so Um, so, yeah and you can get delicious like the two main producers of fregionet and cordonneux they're the two yeah see um, that main main producers that's sort of my issue with carver is that both those brands in my mind it rings alarm bells. Oh, no, I think there's no alarm bells. No, no, but I just think if you're bringing a bottle of sparkling wine, those two. Oh, I see. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I'd but rather bring. I'd rather bring a, a slightly like more this. nondescript 
Carver. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm conscious we're, we're sort of dragging this tasting out a bit, but it is combining a lot of my favourite things, which yeah. is cheap price point and things to say <laughs> when I give people a gift. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, well, I'm going to move on now, and I really like this one. So this is, again, an affordable champagne alternative made in the traditional methods. It's a Cremon de Loire, Cremon sparkling wine, dirt from Loire, from Loire. And it's a Blanc de Noir, and it's made from 100% Cabernet Franc. Oh. No, you, 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 that's actually quite really unusual. But I see what you think. <laughs> it's made, mm, yeah, I was about to no say idea. you're going. Thinking, Why I was about, that? To, about to challenge you on that. Franc. So Franc. it's um, it's a hundred percent Cabernet Franc, which makes red wines usually that are quite tight acid, quite tannic, quite sort of lifted. And here I just find this is also made in the traditional method. So you've got kind of yeasty notes, but it's quite tight. It's got lots of kind of it raspberry pip. Very tight bubbles, quite an aggressive mousse. It's not a lot. Mm. You know, but it's, I find this very linear, quite taut. I find this really elegant. I do like I it. I love this. It's just going to sound like a silly thing to say, but that hasn't stopped me in the past. <laughs> yeah, why? why this why, is why, like why? a white wine, but with bubbles in. I mean, it's not every taste. If also, can I, mean? I say, you I don't can know what you chaps so think tight, about the packaging. It's so tight. <laughs> that's going, why I like um, it. But, but chaps, taut. going to what you're saying about gifting and mm. wanting something that looks premium, and yeah. then that, that's not as massive So brand, listeners, there's a, a black expensive? sort of label. It says with Chateau a, on it. It says Le it's Chateau, castle, but it's spelt different. Yeah, that's, a, um, that's the brand name. And it looks like a sort of French version of a Taj Mahal on the front. They've gone black and white and red as a colour scheme. I always think that's a bit 80s. A bit 80s. A bit black tower. But still. I like the crest at the top. Talk us through that. Uh, Basically, if you went to a party crust? and flashed that no. past people's <laughs> no. eyes and whacked Looks it in good. the fridge <laughs> and then took out the champagne, <clears throat> that's how to play that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I like this more than the carver. Yeah, me too. This and, is softer. And it's just long and it's elegant. Yeah. And Yeah, so that's four ninety nine. So I think we can rightly assume if we're paying seven ninety nine, almost double, you're, be you're going to yeah. get a better wine. But I think this is sensational. And I think for seven ninety nine. Yeah, and I think just looking you know, at it, I think you get more bubbles for your pound. It seems to be more bubbly. Yeah, get more bubbles. Really long, that yeasty, lovely mm. yeasty length. Long. So yeah, that was the Le Chateau, Cremant de Loire, Blanc de Noir, and that is seven ninety nine. That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> glad you like the fish. But also, can I just say that um, when we had Mother's Day the other day, mm. oh, it was quite a while ago now. The in-laws came round. And they had all well, we had Buck's Fizz. It was sort of, we had a brunch. Yeah. And obviously, you don't want to get out of the good stuff if you're mixing it. Mm. So this is... That's perfect. That yeah. Well, 7 99 7 99 You're paying that for a bottle of the, Prosecco. The, so that's this really Cremel good. This Cremel de Loire is so delicious, I would never mix that. I mean, no. it's so good. I'll drink that on its own. But then the Carver is a more approachable, apple style. This is more what you'd, you know, mm. that could be drunk on its own or as a mixer. But they're both fantastic Bring value fizz. Well, well I really enjoyed those. They're it's great. It's a nice alternative to champagne, which I don't like so much. So there mm. we go. Thank you very much, Sam. Welcome. That's set us up nicely once again. A few bubbles straight yeah, to the head. Straight that's to the head. Good. Oh, so yeah. that's going to make your, whatever you say, seem funny now, Ben. Well, even yeah, it's going to be good. If, Brace yourself. If. This is going to be the funniest five minutes <clears throat> of your life. No one else has been drinking um, the champagne, Ben. Just, just us. No, three. well, it's funny uh, that we've been talking about bubbles because the beer legend that I'm going to be talking about now was responsible for one of the most famous bubbly beers. We're going to go back a while to the 19th century 
the 1830s. <laughs> nice, <laughs> good skills, mate. Good skills, because <laughs> I always get those mixed up. Is it the 18th, 18th century? 18th, 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 the Bavarians, the Germans, mm-hmm. and the Bohemians, which is kind of new money, sort of the Czech Republic, as to who is going to be brewing the best lager-style beer. Right. Um, well, I'm about to tell you, it's not <laughs> this guy. It's not really this guy. He came second out of two. So he's not that much of a legend. No, he sort of is. He's a guy called Gabriel Sedelmeyer. Good he name, had though. a son called Gabriel Sedelmeyer as well. Mm, so they were called Gabriel Sedelmeyer and son. And now very important to Bavarian brewing, because what they did is they bought a brew pub in 1807, with a brew pub which dates back to the 14th century, which is 1397. See, I'm consistent, nothing else. Uh, It's a spade brewery, It's it's a tiny little brewery, not much to write home about in Munich back then. And they turned this brewery into what is probably Munich's most esteemed brewery and the envy of Europe, because um, the Sedlmeyers... Well, this is just kind of lesson to be learned from these guys. Often, when we talk about craft brewing and traditional brewing, any modern techniques are kind of seen as cheating or corner cutting, and people well, no embrace. No one likes change. Uh, yeah, no one likes change. But these guys embraced all the new technologies. So Gabriel, the younger, embraced the industrial steam-powered zeitgeist of the time. He invested in Bavaria's first steam engine. And it was steam-propelled trains that enabled him to embark on his tour of European brewing centres. So he went to Austria, Belgium, Denmark and Holland, where he was sort of found... What, on his own train? No, he didn't have his own train, but he he, he invested in... The story is getting quite exciting. Very good. Yeah, that's good. good. Toot toot. Um, (laughs) Toot toot. And he went over to Britain, where Britain was hailed at the time. It was the most important... Yeah, it was back there. It was the <laughs> most... Well, yeah, it was rule about it. It was a bit Brexit, that was. I, that's what I thought. Um, yes, it, it was kind of we seen as the no pioneering... We take no political view. No. Although that is a stupid idea, isn't it? <laughs> it's just costing so much money. That's oh, so boring. Billions. Why is everyone... Just stay. We're losing, it's all right. we're losing it's a connection to this sort of story. This yeah. German beer. This is Germans. Is but listen, no, this is the Brexiteers are going to love what happened here. They did start a war with the world. They did. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> yeah, you'd think we'd have a go at them yeah. the first time and say, no, not right, that again. Anyway, well, this might be why it started. Probably not. Uh, he came over here to find out about malting techniques because the British. Oh my God, your want, story is just. Yeah, I know. This is this is a bit of the lull before the, the good bit. Uh, basically, Hurry Brit- up. Britain were amazing at malting. They before this time, a lot of malting techniques meant that they were creating dark grains. So a lot of the dark beers, either ales or lager, were of a darky hue. Anton's. Whereas, whereas they started creating um, pale malts which back then, with glassware just being invented, was quite exciting. So he came over here, spoke to Bass, famed for the triangle. <laughs> Remember the triangle? What a triangle. Yeah, it's an amazing <laughs> triangle. That He worked with them, and they also told him about two things very important in brewing. Uh, and you, They're thermometers and sacrometers. Jesus Christ. Right, okay. So anyway, it's really important. What, so he picked up loads of techniques, but then all the other British brewers are like, Oi, mate, you can't come over here and just nick our techniques. You know, yeah. we're not sharing them with them. 
he had this walking stick, <laughs> and what he used to do, he used to walk around breweries <gasps> and take little stick. samples. Yes. It was the first recorded Theft. example of industrial espionage. <gasps> wow, yeah. was it? And he wrote this. So he would stuff his walking stick I'm gonna, with brewers' I'm just going to pull you off on that. The first recorded. Is in the brewing world, yeah. Oh, in the brewing world. Right, so he I'm wrote probably this. Probably not even there. <laughs> to yeah, I don't even know if it is. If anyone sues us, then well done and you're still listening. Gabriel <laughs> helped himself by secretly stuffing his walking stick with brewer's wort and yeast. And he said this It always surprises me, wrote Siddlemeyer, that we can get away with these thefts without being beaten up. <laughs> yeah. So, really, we should have kicked his head in. I've just realised um, if you put this champagne cork on the end of my pen or pencil, it's got a nice safety device against my children what, carry on bit. <laughs> you can't is hit it, them with a what? cork well, they can't poke themselves in the face oh, anyway listen okay. shut up because he went back and he started brewing a beer a lager beer using Munich malt and these new techniques and he launched a new amber lager which was very revolutionary at the time called Marzen or March beer and then he turned this into Helles as well later on he teamed up with the king of refrigeration, a man called Carl Lind, and basically created refrigerated lager beer, which, along with glassware and railways, two things that he invested Trains. in. And trade. Hello. Hello uh, Helles became the beer of Munich. But then it went sort of toe-to-toe with Pilsen, and we talked, remember, uh, Joseph Grohl? Wake up, Sam! <laughs> Joseph Grohl, the man who invented Pilsner. So anyway... If you go to Munich and you drink any of the, the right. Heller-style beers, which are amazing yeah. as a style of lager, then he owes himself to Gabriel Sedemeyer. And the brewery is still going today. It's called the Spartan Brewery, which means... Are you uh, listening, Sam? The means... Spade Brewery. Yeah, That's right. Mm. I could have told you that. Cool, good. So <laughs> there bit, we are, Gabriel Sedemeyer. word in support of our producer now, who's mm. <laughs> going to have to somehow... Edit that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Compelling audio gold. Yeah. Uh, good though. No, Gabriel said. Look, oh, you're not finished. Sorry. No, no, no I have finished. There really is nothing interesting <laughs> to say about this. But it goes. If you you drink Hellas, no, it goes very well. On. Very well with German sausages. I really enjoyed oh, the espionage ben. and the walking stick. That's going to stay yeah. with me all day. Yeah, what's, he stole. He was a sneaky. Yeah. Why not right. start that story, Ben? Because what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst oh. thing? Uh, sausages. Well done. So nice. Gabriel Sedemeyer. Well done, Ben. Uh, I, the Marzen needs a revisit. That's a good style of beer. Yeah, it's yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of ambihue. It features in our book, World's Best Beers. It does. It was published late last year. Yes. <laughs> Go buy it. to buy on Amazon. Yeah, unless, um, of course, you're an Irish beer fan, which the section <laughs> is very thin. Slim, Sorry. to be sure. Excellent. Uh, okay, well done, everyone. Great times. Yay. I am... Battered off the, uh, <laughs> the sparkling. Well done, Sam, for that. Uh, excellent Thanks. beer knowledge from Ben. This is the reason people tune in, to get the real, mm. the hard facts yep. of drinking. And um, I can't even remember what my spit was when I was. I'm sure it was good. Well done, everyone. Thanks for listening. Cheerio. Cheers. Ta-ta. This was a Grand Crew podcast from Seven Digital. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today... We're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. 
Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.